See brown in your face. Have you heard of everything at once? Do you know about everything at one, once? Two, one, two. It's internationally known. Aliens yeah. listen to it. <laughs> it's yeah. the best. It's in the regular podcast or daily news. So stay in tune. It's everything at once. The place for you. Various interviews of different perspectives from the eerie collective to deliver a message. Yeah. Whether a rapper or an event planner, baller, photographer, poet, or freestyle dancer, it's here. Forget the politics that's on the FM. Tony and Dave, you already know where to catch them. So much going on in the EPA. Everything at once will keep you up to date. Amazing guests. What you doing? Come through and hang with Tony and Dave. Community driven. Bringing everything at once from around the way. Everything at once from around the way. Hey. Please listen. We love you. <laughs> everything at once. Everything at once. We are so excited to bring another amazing episode of Everything at Once to you today, folks. We want to start off this broadcast with a special thanks to our Patreon producers, Brian G., Josh W., Ian D., Nick G., and Sadie M. Patreon is an awesome way to support the show and say thanks. You can become a Patreon supporter by clicking the link below and choosing to be an intern, assistant, or producer level supporter. That's right. For the low cost of $5, you can become an intern level supporter. We also want to shout out all the local businesses that sponsored this episode. These businesses get the Everything at Once stamp of approval and are critical members of the Everything at Once community. We couldn't do without them. We would first like to thank AFB Services. Much like this show, they do a little bit of everything, everything at, at once. once. <laughs> AFB Services specializes in landscape and property maintenance needs. This means they can take care of all your lawn care needs. Everything from reseeding yards, flower bed clean out, tree work, edging, and other miscellaneous maintenance needs. Check out their website at AFBServicesLLC.com or give Aaron a call at 814 814- Five two eight seven four six four. Give them a call. We would also like to thank friends of the show, Cauldron and Thorn. Cauldron and Thorn is the world's largest witchcraft store, offering a conglomerate of crystals, books, ceremonial supplies, incense, herbs, and oracle and tarot cards and self-care items. It's a real grocery store for the soul, located just west of the Colony Plaza on West 8th Street. Cauldron and Thorn is open seven days a week or 24 hours online at cauldronandthorn.com. We would like to welcome our second new sponsor, Solid State Construction. Solid State takes pride in all home remodeling projects. That's correct, Dave. Solid State specializes in bathroom remodeling, kitchen renovations, window and door installations, custom design work, and more, including painting, flooring, drywall, siding, and decks. Get a free quote today by calling Nick at 814-397-7854. Solid people, solid product, Solid State Construction. And we also want to thank our latest sponsor, Tommy's Automotive. Tommy's Automotive can take care of everything car-related. Tommy's Automotive is a reliable, trustworthy service provider. That's right. Tommy's Automotive can take care of brakes, exhaust, fluid changes, spark plugs, and all other maintenance needs. Tommy's Automotive also does fluid film undercoating. Book your appointment today. Call Tommy at 814-384-8088. And now, 
here today, Ooh. just for you, yeah, we have Giella, DJ Extreme. They are awesome. Incredible. They've been here in Erie as part of the resident artist program through Erie's Arts and Culture, teaching classes and traveling around, DJing, bringing that hot, sweet, sweet music to all you people out there. And now they have an incredible episode of Everything at Once to bring to you. And we went down this road with them talking about their craft, how they got into it. Um, we went a little bit deeper, you know, a lot of times with art, there, there's struggle and social constructs that need to be challenged. And, uh, Giella, they just, uh, have a very interesting story and, and we're so happy that they had the opportunity to be a resident artist in Erie. That's right. They brought a ton of sweet stuff here and a bunch of amazing content here for you guys to enjoy. want to thank you all so much. And thank now, Giella. It's, it's an accurate statement to say that Celinda is definitely smarter than I am. Um, but today, it's not about Celinda. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not about Celinda. She's not here. Yes. Today we got with us in the studio, yes. Giella. Yes, yes, yes. Insert clap emoji. <laughs> Coming to the stage to throw down the yes. sickest mix you've ever heard. That's it. That's it. Awesome. DJ Giella. Yes. Uh, hey, what's up, y'all? Yeah. What's up, fam? We're super happy to have you out here. You are in Erie as one of our resident art artists through the yes. Arts and Culture yeah. Organization. Mm-hmm. We're super happy to have you. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. It's been such an amazing time. Like the community has been so sweet. Uh, me and Patrick go way back when Patrick used to live in Jacksonville. So it was nice. cool to just like, you know, touch base with him. He was like a huge part as to why I'm sitting here in front of you. He's like, yeah, this is a website. This is a CV. You should get some of these things. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's been a huge, huge part of my career. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. And uh, Erie, super happy to have you. Have you, how's the weather treating you? You're not from this I am type not. of climate. Listen, I'm from the South. Okay. <laughs> I am from Florida. And so honestly, everyone keeps saying that like the weather is like, really nice like this right now for some yeah. reason so mm-hmm. it hasn't been too bad yesterday it was a little cold i'm not even about to lie to you i was yeah. inside <laughs> normally there's tons of snow piled up on the ground at this point yeah, yeah. that's what everybody was saying my family's from minnesota so like i'm used to like snow mm-hmm. um like because i used to grow up there some summers sure. and winters and stuff and so yeah i'm definitely know. accustomed to the snow <laughs> you know what it's yes. like to have mounds and mounds and feet of yeah. nasty brown snow all mm-hmm. next to the road and stuff. Oh, I mean, but I stay inside. Like, yeah. I see it, Smart. but I'm not experiencing Smart. it. Smart. <laughs> Definitely a few times when I was a kid that I uh, would be uh, shoveling in my shorts. Because it would be like oh, 70 wow. degrees the next yeah, day yeah, after yeah. a snowstorm. Right. You know? mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. I love Erie. I know, because today's like gorgeous. I'm like... <laughs> yeah. The sun's out. It feels yeah. good on your back. Yes. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It'll be snowing again next week. It'll be snowing again next week. <laughs> I have this big thing where I, I go out in... Uh, I love shoveling snow. It's like fighting the earth to me. Oh, like okay. a, I need a big enough adversary like the earth to <laughs> battle against myself. Fun fact... 
the last time that there was like this was like years ago that there was like a real wet snow and I was the same way and I'm like oh, I'm uh-huh. gonna go destroy this shit and I gave myself a hernia. <gasps> oh my god, going so hard! Like taking yeah. as much wet snow as I could in the shovel and being like I'm the ultimate eerieite. Yeah, um, I could. I could sh- no, no snow is too big for me. Right, right, I was right. born in the cold. Yeah. You all adopted it. Yeah, and then it's a hernia. Bane quote. Yeah, That's just so for funny. you from Batman. Right. All, for all my nerds out there. <laughs> so being up in Erie, mm-hmm. what have you been getting into so far? Yeah, so far I've been spending a lot of time with the, I'm going to butcher their name, but the inner city like youth program that's like right across from 1020. Oh, okay, So cool. I've been spending a lot of time with them. I did like, I rapped and I sang for them. And then today I did a DJing 101 workshop. So that was really cool. Um, and then just like trying to like get like into my music, like really yeah. trying to like gather um, oral histories from folks. Cool. Um, shout out to Doc. Um, I sat with him for a while and like talked with him, talking about Erie's like hip hop scene, which was like really cool oh, to nice. kind of get that history. Sweet. Um, and then, yeah, so just, just trying to like get into all the things, like go to um, different events that y'all have. Have and, you been to The Rook? Uh, what is that? I don't know what that is. King's Rook Club? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. Uh, It's like where a lot of the music goes down here, and the stage is so like the. I'm gonna. This is like my plan for the summer now that I got this really cool camera. Thank you Mm -hmm. all to our Patreon sponsors and advertisers and people that support us. We love you guys so much. It wouldn't be possible without you. But they have such a cool stage setup that's like a huge. The 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 DJ or like the stage is actually at like head height for oh. me, so it's way up, and, uh-huh. and then you're down in a pit, and then there's like gradual oh. higher levels as oh, you go back that's so further. Cool. And it's, I feel like if it was out there more and I got some really cool pictures and put it like a portfolio mm-hmm. together, we could really start attracting some like really, not that like nationally touring bands don't come <laughs> here ever, yeah. but I think that we could get a lot more in the town if they saw that we had such a cool venue for oh, promotional so cool. stuff and everything. Yeah. Well, I definitely have to go check it out. Yeah. Um, they, they got a bus upstairs too. It's, it's kind of oh. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, so my homie, well, not my homie, but the, this boot I just met, um, his name is Lone Sav. He mm-hmm. DJs there. So he's going to be DJing for me, um, oh, awesome. even though this episode will already be out. But um, he's going to be DJing for me uh, this weekend. Oh, so, sweet. Yeah, he sweet. was telling me about this place. I want to see it because I want to see the bus with yeah. the DJ booth. Oh, it's yeah. incredible. It's definitely unique. Shout out to our boy, Johnny Evans. Yeah, shout out to Johnny Evans. He's all, another local hip-hop uh, rapper. Oh, um, cool. Um, that's in the area. He was on the show a couple, I don't know, like a month ago, I guess. A couple months. Time mm-hmm. flies by. But, but he, yeah, go. he's a super good dude, and he's out there trying to promote and doing a lot of stuff as far as, like, attracting oh, yeah. different bands and different kinds of music and giving people a stage to play on for yeah, yeah, yeah. the first time or the people that are local that aren't used to playing mm-hmm. on a big stage like that. That's so important. We need those people. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's huge for the music scene and to support the local artists mm-hmm. and to give them a space to go out and do their thing. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, yes. Yes, I love that. That's incredible. Yeah, it's so good. Um, 
As far as what you're doing too, you were just in Toronto recently. Yeah, you made the trip, the like two hour trip up from Erie to Toronto. No, no, I actually flew. Oh, yeah. nice, good yeah. for you, dude. Yes, <laughs> that was like a half hour trip. Yes, I know, I know. But I did drive to Pittsburgh, uh-huh. and then um, then from Pittsburgh, which was like the most terrible airport ever. Don't, oh yeah, don't it sucks. It. Not good. God, I hate we're that. We're flying airport. out of there later. This oh my god, May. just just pay for the parking so you get the freaking. <laughs> Shuttle, like, oh, yeah. oh my god, like in Delta, fucking uh, wait, can I cuss? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. fuck as Delta broke my luggage, so oh. one of my wheels was broken, so mm. I had to walk like a thousand miles to wow. like get to my car. But yeah, so I um, that's just my complaints, but yeah, I um, went out there because my job, um, I work for this really dope organization uh, called Fem House, which is um, co run by LPGOB, like a really dope EDM artist, mm-hmm. um, where we teach girls gender expansive trans folks like how to DJ and how to produce hmm. and so um, the W Hotels had their first ever W Presents um, and I was lucky enough to do a DJ workshop and open for Channel Tress so that's why I was up in Toronto awesome. it was a fun time it was so much fun yeah. met some really dope folks um, and the crowd was just like they just wanted to have a good time it was cool and Channel Tress actually went to my workshop so nice. that was really dope like just to meet him and he's such a sweet guy so cool. yeah I had a really good time awesome yeah that's one of the cool things about Erie I think is that we're so close to so many other yes. big cities, you know what I mean? We got Cleveland, that's an hour and a half away. Buffalo, that's an hour away. Yeah. Toronto's, I don't know, two, two and a half hours. Yeah. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. two hours. All right there. Yeah, and I've been trying to take advantage of that. Like, I'm going to Philly this weekend. Oh, hell yeah. I was trying to go to Detroit, but I was like, that's going to be a little bit too much. So I was yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to do Philly, come back. <laughs> so I'm excited. It's a bit of a trip out to Detroit, and Detroit is a little bit... Scary. Oh to no! Me. No, maybe not. I'm sure there's awesome parts of Detroit and stuff, but like all I hear because I work in uh, the mental health field and I just oh, hear people like you. that's real going crazy, taking trips back and forth to Detroit to do what people do. Yeah, and, uh, no, that's real. That's real. I I worked like uh, in like housing in Florida, and it's you know it's the same thing. There's always shit everywhere. Right. I think it's more so like you know Detroit's like where like techno and like you know house you know like All really started. started. So yeah. it's like I just want to go there to kind of like experience that you know yeah. part of the scene. So for pay, sure, pay yes. homage to the yes, beginning. I yeah. know, right? That's important to uh, respect our history yes. and know about it and to be in those places. I mm-hmm. think as like. A human being i think there's a lot of power in in history and like those old just the vibes of yes. the place you know what i mean that mm-hmm. sticks around that energy those feelings all are part of that uh that that scene you yeah know? so true so true and uh so as far as your DJ stuff goes, like, do you do a lot of house and techno and trance? And- yeah, yeah. I do love doing... It's, like, it's so interesting and hard at the same time because, like, so I'm half black, half Mexican, so I grew up listening to, like, all this, like, genres of music. My dad's from Chicago, so cool. I grew up listening to hella house music, you know? <laughs> and then my mom, you know, being uh, Mexican, like, hella Selena and, like, bachata and stuff like that. Um, but also, like, yeah, I love house. Like, I... It's just, like, 
like it's always been around me so it's never been anything like new but now that like it's such like a mainstream like genre now folks are like so into it um but yeah i love house i love trance i love like tropical house like all all types of like mixing you know together yeah Um, most of the time i just like to make people move so that all that music sounds the same to me going from like (laughs) you know edm to like house to you know um perero to reggaeton like all that sounds like the same to me so yeah um, i love mixing all those genres together i like it when the genres kind of blend themselves yes i've been hearing i listen to a fair amount of metal and a lot of like electronic Uh, music is starting to branch into the metal scene now and i just really like enjoy Mm -hmm. how they blend those sounds together because normally at least in my my experience i wouldn't those aren't two things that i would really say Mm -hmm. go together but at the end of the day, I think the passion and the fire that they ignite in people is strong enough to like, that they just make sense, Mm -hmm. you know? No, I've been hearing that too. And then also like rap music making its way, you know, well, deeper into um, like techno and stuff like that. So um, it's, it's exciting time to be like a part of music, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And with all these new things going on and stuff, how, how do you manage to keep up? Oh, child, Google Calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like, if I don't have Google Calendar, listen, like, it don't exist. Like, I'm a student, you know, I work two contract jobs, like, I'm a full-time DJ, you know, I have an amazing partner, like, you know, doing community work, like, yeah, I know I'm always doing, like, three much, but, you know, I, (laughs) for me, I feel like that's all part of the same work, you know, being, like, in community, that's my work, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I gotta get money, you know, I'm saying so but I had to get out of nonprofit because I just was like I can't do this I want to be an artist and so being an artist has been like just like brought me so much more joy like I it's just something I've been wanting to do for years um, Mm -hmm. but never like took that leap and so I know a couple months ago I was like listen babe I'm leaving my job I was like I can't I can't (laughs) do this they're like what the they're like I went to school and then I came home and you don't have a job (laughs) but yeah I just like took a chance and it is honestly the best thing that I could do you know speaking of mental health the best thing I could do for my mental health my therapist was like look at you killing it right you know a year ago you said this is what you wanted to do and like here you are so it's been really amazing that's a that's a big step that's like gotta be a lot of fear oh my god leaving behind the the safe stable listen I don't know if y'all are into astrology I'm a Capricorn so okay So I love my money, you know what I mean? And also just like, you know, as someone who's like been on their own, you know, since I was 18, I've always like been someone that's like taking care of myself and like always made sure like I had my things. And so, yeah, just like taking that leap of faith was like really terrifying you know it was like October and I was like okay well I got gigs all the way out to December then like November came and I was like okay well I got gigs all the way out to March I guess I'm good I'm good and the you know I did try to like go on some interviews but it just ended up not panning out and I was Mm -hmm. like you know what I'm just gonna do contract work like you know make my part-time into more of a full-time and you know just like gig and it's been working out so it's amazing yeah thank you so many people struggle to take that big step Mm -hmm. or that giant leap there too you know I feel like I see a lot of people who have like dreams and aspirations Mm -hmm. but I don't see a lot of people like 
actually go for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wish I just would have did it sooner, to be honest. I'm just like, oh, I could have been doing this shit. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> I just right. was like, you know, and, and I think what helps too, you know, shout out to one of my really good friends. Um, her name is Summer. She's like a graphic artist and also um, was, has played in bands and stuff like that. And ha- also having that community has helped me because she's been a contract worker for a long time. And so we meet up every once in a while and she's like, you just got to ride that wave. She's like, sometimes it's going to get scary, but just like keep going, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I get, you know, a notification that someone filled out, you know, a form to like book me for something and Ooh. it just ends up working out, you know? It's amazing. Uh, so yeah, it's been, it's been scary, you know, like a lot of the times, but also just like pays off cause I can come here and like, you know, meet folks. I can be like, yeah, I can go to Toronto next week. Cool. Whatever. Heck you know, yeah. like <laughs> it's been like very rewarding in the end. Absolutely. Awesome. I, I love hearing that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. And, too. you know, getting people booked out. Like at first when we started this show, it's like I was such an anxiety ridden yeah. person trying to get guests to come on. And now we're like booked till we're like into July almost. Yeah. And that's amazing. And yes. that's like slowing it down a little bit, you yes. know, because we have so many people booked. I mean, when we started, we were like, is this going to work? And then, you know, we, we went out on a limb and asked, like, personal friends, like, could you come on the show, please? And yes. it's like, you know, and then, you know, we were getting wonderful people like you on. Uh, and, yeah, it's and, awesome. But, I mean, in all honesty, when we started this back in August, like, I don't think any of us or either of us could have dreamed <laughs> that we'd, we'd get to this point. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. so many times it peters out before the people give up before the miracle happens. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And instead of having that... Uh, perseverance to stick things out and exactly. keep going and you know we never imagined like we'll be amazed there's a there's an old saying like we'll be amazed before we get halfway there oh mm. i like that you know like oh, we're I just getting that. started That's everybody it. in all their careers and I all should. their endeavors and stuff like that once you start to see a little bit of success and it's amazing and you feel good and it's like it was all worth it yes oh that's and so true I really love that. it's 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 you're not even halfway there yet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it sounds like something that like Rob doll or like i don't know like a, i know a, a no it sounds like some book, disney like, shit right? i love yeah, it yeah. you'll be amazed before you're halfway there exactly right? i love it i love it and then the rainbows come out and everything starts sparkling and flowers I, bloom i've and, been to disney a few times and i feel like i've heard that at the magic kingdom i think you stole that <laughs> well i said it was an old yeah, I saying know, I, I didn't know. say it was my saying right not exactly to take credit. exactly <laughs> but it, but it's really good to see people branching out and to come out out here and you know make it and we yeah. really appreciate all of the things that the arts and culture and patrick has been doing to bring people here yes. to help you know prosper that music and that community scene here i mean you're offering classes to all sorts of people yeah and and doing things and showing people that it's possible yes definitely i mean yeah it's been so incredible to be here and just like you know not have to worry about like the cool, the cool thing I love about this residency is that, you know, I don't have to turn in anything. It's just like meant to like have time to work on my art, like whatever that is, you know, I totally got to make up like this residency and like do what I want. And so it's been really cool to just like connect with like the young people here. Also just like be able to talk to like elders in this community that have been here for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll be talking to more elders um, next week. So I'm super excited um, to be here. And also like Erie Arts and Culture took a chance on me. I'm their first like 
music artists like everybody else has done photography or sculpture or you know whatever and you know I'm just like really shout out to Patrick for just like being imaginative with this program and you know I'm so sad that y'all are gonna lose him but you know listen he's gonna be he's not gonna be too far so yeah <laughs> and, and some and it Another thing is like whenever one door closes, another one opens. That's you know it. what I mean? We That's got an it. opportunity for somebody to be the new Patrick. Yes, exactly. And he's he's an amazing person. And you know, the something that I really love about him is that like he's always going to be a resource for folks. You know, like he's always there to like listen, to like answer, and just he's just such a great person. I'm always gushing over him. He's so sweet. <laughs> so, what have you enjoyed most about being here, as far as like the city of Erie? What do you think is the the draw or the aspect that you've really appreciated so far um i was just talking about this with my friend there's a lot of black people here yeah <laughs> I'm very shook by how much black people for, for, are coming here. from atlanta coming from atlanta no <laughs> i was like did not expect the amount of black people that i've been seeing so that's been like really cool and like my so my project is like um what i'm trying to do is um do like mixing like sound like healing with like technology um i'm gonna be doing like a sound bath over eerie like eerie, that, yeah. and capturing like oral histories from like elders um like black elders that have been here for generations mm -hmm. and like making a curated mix with everything and so um <clears throat> yeah it's just been like really beautiful to see like this the diversity of this community that I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. um, and also, like, understanding that this space was, like, a huge conduit for, like, the Underground Railroad. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, as soon as I got here, like, I felt that shift. Like, I don't, I can't explain it, but, like, when I saw the water, I was, like, oh, my God. Like, this is, like, I don't know what I'm feeling right now, but this is, like, this is wild. Um, so, yeah, it's just been, like, also really like a welcoming city too mm -hmm. for me like mm -hmm. every person i've met has been like so kind and like super sweet um and so yeah it's been great awesome it's, it's definitely a hidden gem i mean underground railroad we're a, a refuge city mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know so we have lots of people coming in from nepal and other places too mm -hmm. yeah, as well, far as like refugees go yeah yeah right. yeah yeah i think i mean I, I don't know the exact number but i know that it's just a small amount of cities in the country that are like the designated yeah. refuge cities and mm -hmm. we're one of them so you're so it's cool to have like diversity from all over yeah, the world it's right. beautiful and uh, it's unfortunate too because Erie's got like a really bad rap for our uh, black like there was a newspaper article like a number of years ago that Erie was one of the worst places for a black I person know, to live and I know it, it's a it's a bummer to see that, but it also, I feel like, oh, hopefully, in my eyes, maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but mm -hmm. I like to see the positive change and think that that's starting to change for the yeah. for the black community here. I you mean, know? the folks that I have been connecting with, I mean, it's just been really great to just like be in community. I mean, it just seems like you know folks are able to just like connect in different ways. That's not like the same like you know being in Atlanta or being in Florida, like kind of these like quote-unquote bigger cities um and i feel like sometimes being in atlanta i miss that like being in jacksonville like we have um it's kind of like a tight-knit community mm -hmm. and so going to atlanta it's just kind of like so much more spread out so i like being here because it feels like that like a little bit more tight-knit not so like you know spread out and right. like capacious you know yeah so. and i feel like erie being small kind of has its own advantages in its own special yeah. ways because you get to meet your neighbor, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And maybe your neighbor is actually like halfway across the city, you know, yeah. your friends or whoever, and they're not super far. And everybody seems to have like this 
You know, instead of six degrees of separation, we have yeah. like two or three. Exactly, exactly. And I think that makes a big difference. And so just being able to like, you know, submerge myself in this community has been like so amazing and just meeting all kinds of folks. So. I, I think it's cool too. like you have more time in a place like this to focus on your personal and creative endeavors mm -hmm. strictly because you can walk out of wherever you are even at like 5 p.m. and get anywhere in this city within yes. 20 minutes or less. Exactly. It's not, it's not like you're like, oh, I got to travel five miles. This yeah. is going to take three hours of my day, you know? Right. And yeah. also it's just gorgeous. Like just the, the amount of green. I mean, the water is like right there. Yeah. It's just, I'm a water baby, so I love it. I love it. It's been gorgeous. Cool. So you've been out to Presque Isle and stuff like that? Not yet. Um, hopefully next week I'll be able to go out there or mm -hmm. Well, supposedly maybe tomorrow, but we'll see. We'll see. Because I'm, I'm going to be doing, I know, tomorrow's going to be gorgeous. I have to travel, though. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yes, because I, um, that's where I'm going to be doing my um, sound bath. So oh, sometime okay. next Great. week, I'll do it. Awesome. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about it. With, uh, so you guys have been like downtown and you've been exploring and all of mm -hmm. that stuff as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've ate at a lot of places downtown, walked around a lot downtown, cool. and went to like the food hall and stuff like that. Um, and where else have I been? Uh, I went to Sarah's. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a classic. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, my belly was hurting real bad after that, <laughs> but we went there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's been great. Good. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> Have you met up with, like, some... You said you've already met up with some of the other DJs around here, too? Um, so I met up with Lone Sav, and then I met up with Doc. Um, but that's it right now. Yeah, I'm not sure of any other DJs. Y'all got some regs, so I'm, I'm down to meet up with them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Joe Kobda and the 814 bass crew and Johnny K. I know Johnny does some DJing, but I don't know what kind of DJing that he does. Yeah. Like, I know he does events, but I don't know how creative he gets with it mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. oh i'm supposed to meet up with some, i can't remember that man's name well i'm, I'm gonna be meeting it. he has like a twitch um show um dang i can't remember his name but we're gonna meet up soon cool <laughs> that's awesome and as far as like the ear the the music scene in erie have you been able to make it to any shows um, no, Patrick invited me to one show, um, but I just wasn't able to get out there. And then Lone Sav invited me to his show, but I've just been sleeping, to be honest, like, <laughs> catching up on that. Also, it's final season, so I've been, like, doing my finals, so it's been, like, hard. Um, but hopefully next week um, I'll be able to catch, like, a show or two. I want to be able to at least go to a music venue or something yeah. while I'm out here. I'm the worst DJ because I want to be in the bed by, like, 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> right? I'm like 11. Listen, yeah. 11's like, too late for me. 11, I'm like about to fall asleep. No, honestly, same. My partner's always like, why you got to go to sleep so early? I'm like, listen, I'm old. Yeah, I feel younger now. Thank you, right? too. I, I need my rest. Exactly. But it is really important to get out and to see those shows. So I try I to make it, especially because we have guests on now, like yes. music artists and stuff like that. Like, I have to go to their shows, you yes. know, at least every now and then. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm like... In, my integrity is uh, tied to that. You yes, know what I mean? I don't so want to be somebody, have somebody on our show and never go out to support them 
and uh, exchange energy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they came here and and did our thing. Like of course I'm going to go to your right, thing and right, right. be there as well. Not only so that, true. but everybody that we've had on that's been any kind of well, everyone in general, but specifically for music, we haven't had anyone on that doesn't kick ass. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I you love know? that. Yeah, our, our local music scene here is really really interesting and it seems like it comes in waves mm-hmm. like every I mean COVID threw a huge wrench in, yeah. into things but like pre-COVID everything was really starting to go off you know a lot of people were coming into town everybody in town was starting to do things and it feels like it's over the last year it's really started to come back to life I again that. I love to hear that that's really dope yeah and it, it's so it's so good to, to see people out there doing things too because like there's a there's a big thing where you know you have to be in like a big city like Atlanta yeah, or true. like New York City or like Pittsburgh or Cleveland or any of the mm-hmm. other neighboring cities to ever do anything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And maybe to a certain extent that is a that is true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Once you reach a certain point, but I still feel like we got to show love for our own town and cut our teeth somewhere, you know? Yeah. And also just like create the scene too. If you don't see it, you know, that's like my big thing. Every time I'm always like teaching like DJing class or like, you know, how to curate community. Like if you don't see it, build it, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. And there's so much opportunity for that here because people are not, um, I mean, we're not huge, like a Pittsburgh or like Mm -hmm. an Atlanta or a New York city or anything like Mm -hmm. that. So there's so much space to, to grow and to foster and to continue to move upwards. Exactly. Instead of trying to like enmesh yourself into an already super established Mm -hmm. tight knit scene, you know, Mm -hmm. we already have, we have like the openings and the availability to people to to get on stage and stuff. That's it. I, I think the only kind or not the only, I'm sure there's, there's many that I'm not thinking of, but one of the real struggles, like somewhere like here in like a smaller space you don't get like a lot of the big national acts coming Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. uh, on a regular basis so like we have a lot of awesome and talented artists around here but uh, you know I've heard stories that like if you just keep on you know hitting doing shows like multiple times a month for years on end like people have seen you so much that it just kind of gets a little stale yeah 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 that's so real you gotta keep like i mean i think this is the hard part you have to like keep like reinventing yourself you know trying new things and stuff like that and just like you know if again if you don't see it like creating something or collaborating with folks like i feel like that's always like good and it's never a bad thing to do right yeah for sure you know you gotta get with your your brothers and sisters out there that's it and uh make something beautiful together yes look at you all these little sayings <laughs> uh, I, I fancy myself a philosopher and a podcast i love sometimes. it i just like to talk <laughs> <laughs> i don't put too much thought into the word i do but i'm not i'm not very uh quotable right yeah. i'm just a parrot i'm only saying the things that i've found other people saying that or were inspiring. on disney in disneyland yeah. wherever you know what i mean i'll take it where i can get it <laughs> some of the best sayings are on disneyland that's true that's true mm-hmm. yeah. everybody so. needs a little bit of hope you know that's true see there's another one he's just dropping oh yeah dropping dimes down here <laughs> the steph curry of podcast yeah right yeah here. someday maybe <laughs> but it's really good to have the other cities around here too for that same reason you know Mm -hmm. that way you're not forced to play the same venue every night all the time yeah you can you know travel and stuff you can travel around you can go do a show in pittsburgh or or cleveland Mm -hmm. or buffalo and it's 
it seems like it's a lot of it is really just up to you and your ability to network. Yeah, that's very you true. You know, that's talking true. to people and not just going up, doing your set and piecing out. You mm-hmm. know, you got to stick around. You got to meet. You got to greet. You got to shake some hands and that's kiss some it. babies. That's it. That's it. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> or else you'll never meet any, you know, you won't find those opportunities. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, or else you'll never meet any babies. <laughs> <laughs> meet any babies? <laughs> well, you got you to kiss them babies. You got to meet them. If you're gonna that's so them. true. You got to take advantage of those photo ops. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I love the idea of like music. Well, it obviously is, but like you being here as a, a musical artist, mm-hmm. um, because music is a very empowering thing. A lot mm-hmm. of times when I think of art, I think of empowerment, mm-hmm. and, and music definitely hits those. Yeah. Those uh, same buttons that that good art does, like physical painted, yeah. sculpted art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or theater, you know, wherever. And I think that music is an awesome way to draw people together, you know yes. what I mean? When you get, like, a bunch of people out on the dance floor and everybody's having a good time mm-hmm. and there's, like, a, a sense of interconnectedness. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not a bunch of individual people anymore. We're, like, a big group of people or a community of people out here enjoying this moment exactly no i mean i love i love a dance floor and like for me you know i imagine the dance floor just as a space to like you know recreate to like reimagine to think about like what community can look like um in in jacksonville um, where i'm originally from i started a dance night called duval folks um where you know Again, like, it was a space where, like, you know, there was a gay scene, but it was, like, more of, like, an elder-like gay scene and Mm -hmm. not, like, a queer scene. Um, And so, like, really trying to, like, transform that space and be, like, okay, what can I do to, like, reimagine, like, what gay life looks like here in Jacksonville? And so, you know, I started um, Duval Folks and, like, connected with, like, community organizers and just, like, got folks involved, you know, reallocated funds, did some, like, mutual aid and stuff because, like, the queer clubs just weren't, or the gay clubs weren't doing any of that shit or taking care of our people at all and Mm -hmm. so yeah I really see the dance floor as like just like a really like cool space to just like rethink you know like what does community look like what does communal gathering look like so yeah I love I love a dance floor (laughs) so speaking of like the LGBTQ community have you reached out to them at all in Erie or met up with anybody so I hopefully will be seeing Tyler soon he's Um, coming on the show eventually how cool or they're coming on the show eventually yes they um, booked me two years ago to keynote for like a um, a youth program, um, and so hopefully I will be connecting um, with him, with them on Monday because um, I'm doing a workshop at the teen center um, mm-hmm. at the the library. Um, and some other queers I've connected with, but um, I know that in some regard that it's like a little bit more siloed so you know i'm just like hey if folks can come out they're gonna come out if not you know i'll right. see them when i see them <laughs> right and hopefully with my dance <clears throat> night folks will come through from yeah. from talking with my friends in the lgbtq community i know that there's not really it doesn't seem like there's really a central hub for a lot of yeah. lgbtq people other than like the zone, the mm-hmm. zone. and yeah. i don't know if yes. the zone is exact like and not nothing against the zone zone's a great awesome yeah. place but it is a bar and I feel like they need something more than that that's Mm -hmm. a little bit more motivated towards making positive changes Mm -hmm. and not that you can't do it at a bar or at the zone or anything like that but I'd like to see a little bit more of a 
I don't know what I guess I don't know what I, what to say. Yeah, no, that's real. I mean, that was a huge reason why I started Duval Focus in my city was because for me, you know, I was DJing in the like gay club and like where everybody went, you know, mm-hmm. like y'all's version of the zone. But the the owner was like not a great person and like, you know, she was like very segregated and was like, you know, you can only play Latin music on Latin nights and, mm-hmm. you know, rap music on urban nights and I was just like, This is so whack. And so and also at the time, you know, I was like navigating like, you know, possibly thinking about sobriety and stuff like that. And I was just like, Yeah, I just want like young people who are queer, um, to go into a space where they don't have to go to a bar, you right. know? Mm-hmm. And so like reimagine like what that even looks like. And so now um, in my city, um, I have like the um, the dance night at our um, fine arts building. And so it's cool. like in a garden and like, you know, folks like, you know, if they get alcohol, it's like completely like on the other side mm-hmm. of the space. And it's like like one little bar, but it's not like, you know, heavy liquor or anything like wild like that. And it's just like it's a beautiful atmosphere, you know. And now like someone who is sober, you know, I'm also thinking Congratulations. about Congrats. Thank, That's you. Awesome. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thinking about like, yeah, what does like community space look like, you know, without like drinking and like substance and stuff like that, which is like no shade to like folks who are, but for the queers that are like sober and they don't want to go to a bar, like what, what does that community gathering look like, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think that's like the hard part sometimes. I think that's such a huge thing to do though, because I think just anybody in general, probably from like teenage years, high school years on, Mm -hmm. like trying to uh, have fun without like drugs or alcohol involved Mm -hmm. is like, it's kind of tough. Like when people Mm -hmm. go out in this country, it's like there has to be drinks involved, especially if you're trying to be sober after, you know, you know, if it's like a struggle, you Mm -hmm. still want to go out and have fun. Like, it's cool that you, you provide that, that option for them. Yeah. And I think now more than ever, it's like, it's starting to become a lot more popular. Like there's like brands, like I saw recently, I used to work for Vans. So like I saw Vans did this thing where it was like a dry happy hour. It was like mocktails and stuff like that. And they had like DJs and stuff. And you know, now there's like more drinks that are coming out that are like, you know, they don't have alcohol in them and stuff. So a lot more people are actually like turning to sobriety, which has been like beautiful to see. Um, And also like meeting other DJs that are like completely sober, you know, and like, you know, having a partner now that's like sober. A lot of my friends don't like drink or smoke either so it's been like you know it hasn't been that hard thankfully mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I decided um to be uh sober and you know all my friends are like super supportive and they know and you know it's been um you know not I will say for me not that hard of a you know journey recently it has been like in the sense of like now I'm starting to do like bigger shows and so like the alcohol is like there more Mm -hmm. and so that can that is getting a little tough just to like be like in close such close proximity and like it being like everywhere but you know I have my support system and like you know I'm in therapy I've been in therapy for years so shout out to my therapist Eric the baddest baddest therapist (laughs) as a same on Instagram. He's the best. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I think that the the po- people are seeing that, you know, being sober can be a positive and good thing mm-hmm. and it's not just for people who are nerds or you know however it would get characterized exactly. in the past you know it's not exactly. like oh you're a goody two shoes you don't drink yeah. you do drugs blah 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 mm-hmm. and uh i like to see well, there's a company in erie called blind tiger mm-hmm. um the owner of room 33 has it and they serve non-alcoholic drinks oh, that are cool. like 
very, you know, they're a little bit more sophisticated. Ooh, so that way you're okay. not quite like, you're not drinking a Coke or water oh, nice. at, the, at, the, at the club or wherever you're at at home. Yeah. You have something that's a little bit more interesting and Ooh, uh, refined to, I have to go there. enjoy. Yeah. I love they, that. They actually sell them in some of the stores around here. Oh, yeah, it's called Blind so Tiger. Blind yeah. Tiger, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, okay, good to know. Good yeah. to know. And I, I like that aspect, too, that people are seeing that, like, you know, this is something that has been destructive for, you know, some people for a long time. Yeah. And to be able to step away from it and not feel like an outsider, you know, mm-hmm. is, is really important, you know? Yeah, that's so real. And, uh, you know, finding that community and finding that sense of purpose and finding the other people around you and seeing that other people are starting to do it is also like a really big thing, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially for people that might be questioning. Exactly. Exactly. And also just like being in entertainment, like where it's just like endless, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like you go to hotel, it's like liquor in the hotel room, it's liquor like in the dressing room, you know what I mean? Like folks asking you if you want to drink. So like, yeah, now that I'm like starting to do like bigger shows, like I said, it has been like, you know, it's just like so much more. Um, But, you know, just having like, you know, that plan and, you know, those folks around you that you can like text or like talk to is like you know always super important just like having that community right oh yeah and i think that a lot of it is like an internal struggle too because like nobody wants to be characterized as like the nerd or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. you know whatever however you want to characterize it but in my experience nobody has ever shamed me for getting a bottle of water or drinking a red bull instead of having you know a cranberry vodka or Mm -hmm. whatever it is Mm -hmm. that i i would normally drink it's only happened to me once and it was the the person that did it got made to look like in the fool in the end. Good. It wasn't me being a jerk about it. It was just like a person have a beer, have a beer. I don't want one. Why not? I don't, you know I'm driving now. Well, you can still have a beer, dude. I won't leave me alone. Right, leave man. me alone. You know, like, come on, like <laughs> just chill up. out, bro. Exactly. I, I have a Gatorade. You know? <laughs> I'm good. I'm 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 lubricant. I'm good. I'm good. Right. <laughs> and uh, I think it empowers people a lot too to stand out in their truth and not mm-hmm. need that social lubricant to. Really leave them of their inhibitions you know and they can just be themselves and be uh and that's good enough you know what i Mm -hmm. mean and recognizing that is so powerful for people i think yeah for sure i think that's such a uh uh powerful thing in like the uh well i'd assume it's such a powerful thing in like the the lgbtq community Mm -hmm. as well just trying you know having spaces where yeah you're not ostracized exactly exactly yeah i try to like especially when i was when i first started duval folks like you know when i moved it out of a venue into like more of like a diy space like i still tried to like have like a room that was just like okay no alcohol is allowed in here like this is only for folks Mm -hmm. that like just want to have like a sober space if you're gonna drink go outside or smoke or whatever go over there um and so yeah folks like really did appreciate that yeah and i think it's really good to have those kinds of spaces too because then you can have people that are under the age of 18 mm-hmm. and under the age of 21. Yep. All those youths and mm-hmm. I feel so funny when I call them youths. I know. <laughs> no, I know. My friends always make fun of me because like all my events are always all ages and I'm just like, cause like li- dude, like get over it. <laughs> like yeah. this is a venue. Like everyone is allowed to be in here. You know, like you want to party 21 and up, go somewhere else. You know, this is like for folks who just want to hang out, like have a good time, just like chill and just like have a different experience, you know, right. and people like appreciate that. And the youth keep us youthful, you right. know, they're yeah. the reason why we have fun. <laughs> 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 and they need a space too. A they lot do. Of times, they you know? do. 
yeah, in Jacksonville, there's not a lot of spaces for, like, young people to, like, be exposed to, you know, like, just, like, a different you know, event to go to, that's, you know, that's, like, cool, you know, right. not, like, weird or, like, childish, you know, when I was a young person, like, there was a skating rink that we used to go to, and oh, it'd yeah. be, like, all of our tunes were played and stuff like that, and it was just, like, so much fun, you know, and those spaces, like, just didn't really exist anymore, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. It's a bummer. We had a skating rink that's, like, open, two that have, like, opened and closed mm, multiple times, dang. and I remember those days, like, elementary school and middle school, you go out there, you got your skates on, you're about to, you know, you're looking all fresh. Yeah. And shit. <laughs> to jam out to your tunes. It was such a huge part of like my childhood is like going to skating rinks. So that's really dope. Yeah, and it's so good to to have those spaces continue to grow because especially with COVID, I feel like it did like a number on a lot of kids. You yeah. know what I mean? Everybody's Oof, separated child. and isolated and that like social aspect of life that was like the most important part to listen. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. Like I remember asking my mom, I'm like, mom, what would you have done? Like if like a whole pandemic happened, like when we were like, you know, in elementary school, right. she's like, I would like leave my job. Like I could like, what, what like, am I going to do? What am I going to do? I would have to be like at work. I mean, as, at home, with y'all like that shit was like crazy I could not imagine as a youth like going through that I mean I struggled as an adult so yeah, I sure. just I couldn't even imagine like that was just like the wildest <sighs> the wildest time yeah and especially like as a kid that's when you're making your most important or it's when you're making the pathways yeah. to, to connections with other humans yeah and then so if you're coming up uh with covid like the thought of human connection is associated with fear exactly exactly and also just like you know some of the most important times of like development too you know like these kids lost like two to three years like shout out to my homies that are teachers because that that was just like whoo chat and then now like them like losing like two that's so huge like losing two to three years of like not in person like teaching you know and how behind they are i'm just like lord have mercy i'm just like i'm just hoping that you know something gives and that they're able to just kind of like you know navigate this because I, I mean I just my homies that are teachers in Florida especially and on top of like not only like dealing with the pandemic but then also having like DeSantis is like fuck ass as a governor <laughs> like you know and this like all these bills like for you know you know queer and trans youth in Florida it's just like it's a tough time right now it, it really is and I feel like everybody was always like oh that could never happen you know the 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 gay rights movement is over because they won you know what I mean and mm-hmm. clearly it is not over and same with like women's rights movements mm-hmm. like it's ridiculous like yeah. everybody's like this is over you know we're past feminism like no, we're yeah. we're past gay Ro- rights Roe has fallen <laughs> yeah I think I mean, so wild I mean just like with COVID as well just like a reexamination of, of all civil rights mm-hmm. in general because I mean like we had you know all of the like the things that happened with like Breonna Taylor yeah. and George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and then mm-hmm. like going into women's rights with Roe versus Wade and then like you know the the all the debate over you know trans issues yeah it's just been so many 
things that seemed like they were at least ni- nicely packaged and put exactly. in the corner like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are just like exploding into so much hate over it's, the last few years. It's just wild. I mean, as someone who is black, you know, femme presenting, but non-binary and trans, you know, and then being in the South, it's just been like, you know, you fit into like all of those categories. You're right. And it's just like, it. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly in a space of, like, disassociating and then, like, being in community, but also being in movement. So, like, always, like, you know, hearing, like, okay, y'all, especially being in Atlanta, like, you know, doing the Defend the Forest work, like, just, like, all the things all at once, you know? Mm-hmm. Everything and at once, baby. Everything at once, child. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. See, I didn't even know. Um, but, yeah, and it's just been, like, so disheartening. It's been, like, really tough. But also just, like, trying to be in community with like southern like you know resistance and like southern movement folks has been like the reason why I keep doing what I do you know trying to use like music as a tool to resist trying to like engage in like different parts of the movement because for me um, being like on the front lines is not like my go-to anymore like as a young person yes I'd want to be in the streets I'd want to be on the microphone but now I'm like no because we still need people in movement you know being in spreadsheets we need people in movement painting banners and like I'm like that's that's where I thrive at like finding the art finding the organizing um just because like being on the front lines can be so taxing you know mm-hmm. yeah and it's a lot of the I feel like a big reper- like a big thing that makes it difficult for any movement especially is like to maintain it like yeah I could take a week off of work and I could go mm-hmm. and protest and do all these stuff but eventually I need to like pay my bills and yeah. support myself and feed exactly. myself which doesn't leave a lot of time to be out there marching or be out mm-hmm. there protesting or doing things and things being a part of the movement and it seems to just kind of peter out over time yeah yeah and and I think too what has been beautiful to see, you know, in Atlanta is like the amount of like mass mobilization that like this movement has been able to bring out. You know, folks have been coming from like all over and it's been so beautiful to see um, just like the organizing of folks like, you know, if you do have to go to work, like who, like someone else is going to tap in and do the work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's like so important about our movements is that we're missing, you know, just speaking on like from things that I see is like that coalition building like that has to happen if we're going to win anything we all have to be in it you know folks who are civil rights activists people that are doing like environmental work or reproductive work or trans work like we it's all that's all of those things are the same issue you know Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's important to like continue to remember those things right and I feel like a lot of times in the past those movements have been like separate like your Mm -hmm. your your gay rights movement or your feminist movement or your, you know, they they haven't been, like, notorious allies. Mm -hmm. Um, At least from what I've heard about, like, through, like, college and studying feminism and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, you could be one or the other. And it seems like now people are recognizing that this is impacting more than like nobody's in a closed system no, anymore no you know? they're all the same thing and and I think that's I think that's part of like growing like within the movement too is like realizing like yeah defending the forest is a reproductive issue like defending forests is a black issue defending forests is immigration right. like you know like all of these things are interconnected same with like reproductive justice with like trans issues I mean they all like cross over each other because um, it's all about like bodily autonomy and being able to live 
live the life that you are, you know, you want to live and mm-hmm. have. And so I think that's something that's like super important to like always remember. It's like, okay, who else does this affect? You know, how is this movement like touching other folks? Right. And I, I think that I had the. I had my my Tony quote to drop down. Oh no, <laughs> that was definitely stolen. But it's like, it's along the lines of it's it's like an old feminist feminist saying like the 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 movement is cross sectional. Mm-hmm. Like it's cross sectionalized. Like for mm-hmm. anything to succeed, everybody has to come together yeah, on it, every front. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's so true. I remember the first day or the day that I asked you to come on the show, I saw like a thing in arts and culture and it was you and Note and I reached out and he's on the show too. I don't know if oh, you guys cool, talk cool. to each other. Oh yeah, we're staying in the same Airbnb. Oh nice. <laughs> yes. really cool. Oh. He's been doing a lot of great work. He's yeah. been like working so hard. I'm like, fuck, should I be doing more? Yeah. <laughs> he's great. He was just here yesterday. Oh, um, that's so dope. Yeah. I keep telling that man because he's been walking everywhere. I'm like, dude, tell me when you need a ride. I will take you somewhere. He's like, it was so cold today. I'm like, why? I will pick you up. Just tell me. But yeah. he's not gonna. <laughs> but uh, anyway, oh man, I was gonna say something. I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Note um, was here. Note was here. And you said you saw something on Instagram. Oh, this. Yes, that's it. Uh, the day that I asked you, I saw you guys on arts and culture, and I was looking through your guys' uh, social medias and stuff like that. And the day that you that I asked you, you had like these signs, or you were like setting up your DJ booth yeah. outside of Co-op City and yes. I was like oh my god that's so fucking cool yes yeah well I it actually like so that photo was actually a youth rally um, so shout out to the Wolani Coalition that's who I support and organize with and they are a bunch of like teachers like students that support like youth who want to be involved in the movement mm-hmm. and so we were in this like really dope neighborhood in East Point that's like super supportive and the youth like did a march oh. and they led like chants and stuff and so it was a youth rally um so it wasn't um on the walani land um but it was uh you know in this like really dope neighborhood i actually have not been to the forest yet um it's it's a little hard right now recently um unfortunately we had like some violence where like the police like arrested um i want to say let me not get to line i think it was like eight folks that were arrested because they had a free music festival because a part of the land um wasn't it was still actually still open Mm -hmm. and so they had like this huge concert it was free it was dope no violence and then the police came and arrested like eight folks and charged them with domestic violence i mean with um domestic terrorism excuse me not domestic violence domestic terrorism i was i was hoping you were going to say domestic disturbance because that's not so bad but no it's the opposite way terrorism jesus it was ridiculous and so um so yeah so now that part of the space is completely cut off but I think there is like a certain part that you're allowed to go to Um, but the people are still you know agitating like you know shout out to like my um, one of my favorite um, professors, Dr. Sheke, um, he is leading like huge movements with like the professors and the students on campus because GSCU is a huge funder of the um, Atlantic Police Department, mm-hmm. who is like the person, the folks who are over the um, the lease. Right. And so he's been doing a lot of like resistance, and so that's how I even got involved in the movement was through him because he invited me to go to a meeting, and I was like, okay, yeah, I hadn't gotten into like any type of um, movement stuff in Atlanta yet, so I was like 
like, yeah, I, this is like where I need to be. And, you know, there's folks that are um, our students that are part of the coalition that are parents, you know, elders, you know, it's very like intergenerational um, and just like folks that are, you know, white folks, indigenous folks, black folks. So it's like a, you know, like all kind of like um, different folks that are involved. So it's been really amazing. It's so important to see people standing up to the you know, human rights abuses that have been going on for so long. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like people have finally, hopefully, finally had enough. And hopefully it doesn't Mm -hmm. take, you know, some... I'm sure it'll take more, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't want to see it erupt in, um, you know, armed you know, standoffs. I mean, it already has. I, I mean, mean, the yeah, the, um, how you say, the National Guard was deployed, like, last month. Like, National Guard was, like, downtown on our campus and stuff. It's been insane. And, you know, I think what it most importantly is remembering, and I think this is why it's so important across, you know, transnationally that, like, Defend the Forest has been able to reach and, like, folks being able to speak out because, like, we don't want, you know, Cop City is not only, like, no Cop City in Atlanta, it's, like, no Cop City, like, anywhere. Anywhere, right, You know? And so it's been really beautiful to see, like, all these, like, different folks, like, you know, come in and also, like, speak out to, you know, that's how we're gonna win. It's gonna take, like, all of us, not just folks, like, in Atlanta, but folks, you know, from Atlanta to Florida to New York to Palestine, because it it all is interconnected, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that has been the really dope part about the political education part, is that folks have been able to connect that, because people come from, you know, cops come from all over to Atlanta to, um, to uh, how you say, to quote-unquote train. You know, Mm -hmm. we have folks that come from, you know, Israel, occupied Israel, Palestine, um, that come and, like, train in Atlanta. So it's like, this is like an international like problem not just right. an Atlanta problem um, and so it's, it's just been beautiful to see the people like you know be able to slow down like construction because construction has been slowed down for like a year Good. and you know so many things are like happening you know we get wins and losses like every single day but you know the the people know and you know they're resisting and I think that one of the most incredible parts about this and big surprise that uh there's adversity that people have to fight against in these protests is that there is like no media coverage Mm -hmm. at all. You know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. see it for a day on like big mainstream media. When the, when the stuff is like bad, when there's like a police car on fire and it's like, y'all please (laughs) come on. This is important stuff that affects all sorts of people across the world. You know, Mm -hmm. this is an international issue and we're not giving it any time or any attention to actually hear you know, why this is important and why people are doing this and why people are, mm-hmm. you know, going out to march when they could be doing any other number of things that they cut that might be more productive for them. Exactly. You know, and I, you know, shout out to Angela Davis. She recently, you know, spoke about like Stop Cop City and like how important it is to like, you know, stand with like folks there. So it's been like, you know, great to, you know, get that like, you know, back into like a national, you know, headlines that like she was able to like take a stance and like say that so I I think it's I mean it's an old trick hopefully my hope is that as technology becomes something uh, continues to evolve for all uh, to a thing where all of us can share information yeah that we can trump these uh um, traditional medias because I've been doing a lot of reading like Mm -hmm. a couple of the books I've been reading lately uh either loosely or directly revolve around 
the beginning and, and uh, expansion of the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. It was a similar kind of thing, like so many marginalized people just getting sick and dying, yeah. and there was very little to no media mm-hmm. coverage about mm-hmm. it. Like You'd have stories here and there, but it wasn't like they, they, you didn't know how bad yeah. it was. Exactly. I mean, and I think that, you know, circling back to like we were talking earlier about just like public health, you know, that was like some of the same things with COVID too, until it was like, you know, more of folks that are, you know, maybe white, like cis, like, you know, have more of like class status, you know, once those millions of people started dying, then they were like, oh, let's talk about this, you yeah. know? You know, because like when the AIDS epidemic, you know, unfortunately, my grandfather, you know, passed due to that. And like a lot of my work is in HIV Um, before, like I started getting, you know, a little bit deeper. I was an HIV case manager, did like HIV testing and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, because like, you know, millions of black people were dying. They were doing nothing. The government was doing absolutely nothing, you know, and these people were demonstrating, you know, doing these quilts, like doing songs. Like it was like so much stuff that was happening until the government was finally like okay you know but even still like the the laws if we think about like HIV laws you should definitely look into that you know for folks um, it's just it's so it's so terrible the ways that they treat still folks who are living with HIV right. or like the opioid e- epidemic too mm-hmm. like how long have drugs been a problem on the street but like it didn't really make like the we need to do something exactly until you know politicians kids were dying <laughs> I'm about to say, you better say that. You better say that. Yes, until these, like, you know, like, affluent, like, white kids were, like, dying. Then they were like, oh, my God, y'all, there's, like, a drug problem. Exactly. There's heroin out here. Watch out. Yeah, exactly. And I think that hearing those firsthand experiences from people who have been through it is so powerful. We had a a guest on a while ago, Doc Neal, who's a a doctor. He has HIV. Mm -hmm. He worked mostly with HIV. patients and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and he ended up getting fired from the hospital that he was working at Mm -hmm. because he had HIV Yep. and he had the news was called his whole family was harassed and bothered for months afterwards and it was a big thing Yeah. and it genuinely pissed me off Mm -hmm. to hear the way that these people were treated during these times of ignorance and still are yeah right and still are I mean as someone who is like doing HIV work in the South, especially, like, folks are still so, like, you know, ignorant, they, you know, so much stigma still lives, oh, you know, because sure, yeah. I worked with the young people, and, you know, I just remember hearing stories of, like, you know, some young people living at home, and, like, their parents would only have them eat on paper, like, products, because they they thought that's how, like, HIV, yeah, like, was transmitted. I'm like, child, that's not how HIV transmitted, like, yeah. yeah, I cannot, and, I mean, even now, like, you know, I did a lot of, like, HIV, like, interventions with, like, young people, like, you know, cis men, trans folks, you know, um, talking about, like, HIV, and, like, even, like, in trans care, like, you know, the CDC basically doesn't even recognize trans masculine folks. They have no data on HIV as it comes to, like, trans masculine people, um, even though they're some of the folks that are having, like, some of the highest, like, transmission rates, and so it's just been, like, it's terrible, you know, like, the, the lack of, like, public health that comes around, like, with HIV, and it's, like, imagine if, like, the same ways that we treated, like, COVID, like, the amount of, like, 
public health that and literacy that we got from our phones mm-hmm. to like you know flyers to billboards to commercials like if that could happen with like sex education like right. it would completely change the game you know if like young people knew like you can go get condoms here you can do this or that I'm like y'all I'm sorry but y'all kids are fucking like y'all need to give them some condoms right. you know? yeah right absolutely <laughs> and let them take prep or whatever exactly it is they need. prep you know all those things and it's like that's not like a scary thing like to do mm-hmm. it's just it's prevention you know it's a smart thing to do it's a smart thing to do please right and I feel like one of the big is biggest double edged swords out there is that like social media can be such a powerful way mm-hmm. to transfer information from one another mm-hmm. and the hard part or the difficult part or the scary part is people's ability to um, determine or evaluate that information and decide what is good information mm-hmm. and what is bad information because mm-hmm. for every good thing that's out there and that's shared and that's positive and helpful and accurate and right or whatever, there's so much more misinformation mm-hmm. and the news and the media and everybody is just twisting the fuck out of everything that goes out there because they want those clicks because yeah. that's how they make their money so they're going to write the most inflammatory outrageous exactly. bullshit headlines that have almost nothing to do Mm-hmm. with what is actually being reported or discovered or however they're sourcing yeah. this information. Exactly. Because, I mean, I think the thing, too, to keep in mind is, like, you know, when we're thinking about, like, the history of, like, the medical industrial complex, like, the folks who are able to have care were folks who had, like, capital, who right. were folks who, like, were able to, like, have those things. You know, that was a form of, like, status sure. to be able to, like, go to the doctor, you know? And also, like, understanding, like, the real, like, historical, like, trauma that, like, black folks it's had when it up. comes to the medical system. Tuskegee um, experiments. Yeah, Tuskegee, other- like, I mean, slavery, like, you know. All the stuff in general. Yeah, like, there's this, like, really dope book. It's called Medical Apartheid, and it it is based, it's, it's a hard book to get through, but it's basically chronic a chronicle like history of like black folks to medicine I mean even like slaves like slave women unfortunately you know some of the tools that we use to like examine like you know folks in um, like getting a pap smear stuff like that all those things were created on slaves like with no anesthesia you know Mm -hmm. some of the things like as far as like you know um, replacing bones and like you know doing all these things these were like the reason why we have these tools and some of these things is because like they were you know experimented on on like black slaves so or on slave women and so it's like there's like a real like historical like reason why sometimes like black folks will believe like certain things or not go to the doctor like you know when things happened with like covid you know when people didn't get like tested or get got the vaccine you know there's like a real reason why you know folks and they had valid reasons you know when you're talking about that powerful yes generational like medical racism like stuff that you know you're talking about Tuskegee like you know I've had family members be tested on just so that their families could get a check you know and because the medical system like you know unfortunately like preys on those folks as they know like okay let me test on your baby so you can get like a $500 check like Mm -hmm. how fucked up is that you know but it's like you know unfortunately those are like the real realities that like Like, do I want to feed my baby Exactly. I need this five hundred dollars. You would think, mm-hmm. yeah, like for what? How long's America been around? Four hundred, five hundred yeah. years. Just like four hundred, five hundred years in this country of, 
you know, institutional and systemic racism, <laughs> and you wonder why people are right or scared. Are scared, yeah. <laughs> so like, do or trust, you trust, know? Yeah, Leary, yeah. Leary like, why like would they do that? Because yeah. it's like, you know, that ski was not that long ago, no. you know, and that's just like one. We haven't even talked about like sickle cell. We haven't talked about gonorrhea. Like, you know, the medical system was like when we when we um, discovered that like uh, Bactrim was the reason or to, like a drug that was going to help gonor- um, get rid of gonorrhea. Like the ways that they found out like. How that was working was that they were intentionally giving black men gonorrhea so that they could test this drug on it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why? And that's not that long ago, you know what I mean? Right. And so, yeah. So exactly to your point, it's like there's just so many. Like you, you have to read it. You have to read. It's it's so hard. Like the the medical apartheid, but it's just like you know, there's real reasons. He's about that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, I wish really difficult reads. Who is that? Dave. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. I'm like, who is that? This guy. I wish I could remember who it was because I had one of those really, it was in one of my really difficult read books, but like it was a lady who's, and she was a a prominent professor, I want to say, but like they they were a black couple and um, her husband got sick. Mm. And when they took this man to the hospital, they diagnosed him with something strictly because he was black. Mm. You know, you have to have this because you're 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 a black man and, mm-hmm. and this is the most likely thing. And she but well why don't you test him for something else? Mm-hmm. Well then no, this is what it yep. is. And they had to get multiple opinion or they had to go see multiple or another doctor before they like did other tests and they're like, Oh, he doesn't have that. He has <laughs> Oh my he gosh. has like another uh, uh issue altogether. Wow. And like that just made me think of that. I wish I could remember the yeah. names. I know, <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I mean it's just like it's so real and even if we're thinking about that and that's just like those like, you know, medical how you say, like medical treatments. Like we haven't even talked about like black women giving birth or not black women, black folks giving birth, you know, folks who are like birthing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to use like gender neutral language. I understand like trans masculine folks also, you know, have babies too. Um, but you know, the real like, you know, things when it comes to like folks giving birth in this country who are black, like they, you know, don't get the right care. They're dying at like such high rates, you know, while giving birth because they're not listening to them. You know, I mean, even I had a friend recently, um, one of my, um, you know, partners, friends, um, you know, they like had like a certain issue, like same thing. And then the doctor was like, no, that's not like, you shouldn't be hurting. You shouldn't be hurting that much though. And it's like, yeah, they had like a whole torn, like ACL. And it was like, what? Jesus. (laughs) I mean, I guess you could like, and it's sad, but you can take that and like transpose it on other issues. Mm -hmm. Like, like going back to like the police, you know? Yes. So hundred percent, you know, like you're, so many times just from footage I've seen Mm -hmm. like you don't get a chance to explain yourself Mm -mm. right you know like it's just automatically guilty and Mm -hmm. not only automatically guilty but automatically a threat exactly exactly it's so real it's Mm. scary scary things it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy times we're living in no it, it definitely is and uh we appreciate the message that you're sharing for oh, yeah. um, the black community and all the trans folks out there thank and you. advocating for them and uh, coming on our show and having a, 
a difficult conversation about yes. things that people don't normally like to talk about. I know. We got dark, y'all. But we, we did. <laughs> but it's so important to be it able to is. have those conversations, it's you know? It's so important. Yeah, I really, really appreciate it. It's been um, such an amazing time to be able to share space with y'all. Absolutely. And, we, and be around it. your cute dog. dog. Austin, Austin's our uh, house security. Gideon is our studio manager. She's one of the cats. Yes. And, I uh, think I saw her. She was like, all right, y'all doing work here? Yeah. I'm good. She, she had to make sure that we were doing the work. Yes. That's she's, the important part. She usually jumps on the table to get us back focused, but oh. she was like, nah, you guys are hitting. She's like, y'all, she's y'all like, are, this is a good episode. Okay, yeah. okay, I see y'all. Y'all are hitting on all cylinders. We, I'm not going to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> so tell the people out there how they can find you. Mm-hmm. So you can find me on all the things Giella. Um, that's G E E X E L L A. Um, GiellaMusic.com. You know Giella Twitter, Instagram, Book of Faces, all that stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Go out and check out her uh, playlist, all yes. her music, all the positive things that she's doing for her community yes, down yes. in Atlanta. Um, thank you everybody for listening and tuning in today. We love and appreciate you. Thank you to all our Patreon supporters and all of our advertisers. You guys are amazing and yes. make this show possible and allow it to keep growing and have these uh, wonderful conversations for the people. That's keep, it. Keep showing up. We'll keep showing up for you. That's, That's right. Yeah. Love you guys. Peace. Peace. Thank you. So much fun. Yeah. That was good. Yeah.